1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Jokic, behind <laughs> his back. What a taste like, Jokic. Consider. Wow.
0: wow. He was on the verge of, you know, a
2: half-missile one. Jokic. Here's Kim
0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Pundit Show. I am your host, Zach Mikosh with DenverStiffs.com. You are listening to Nothing But Net Radio on the Dash Radio Network. It is 4 o'clock here in the Mile High City, and if you have not figured it out, the next hour on Nothing But Net is all about the Denver Nuggets. And what a show it is. We are are here. Media Day is Monday. The uh, NBA season is officially beginning. And what better what better co-host to bring on with me today than the man we are sending on location for the start of preseason? It is Mike Olson. He'll be in
2: Los Angeles right now, still in Colorado. Mike, what's going on? How you doing, Zach? Um, I, I I like that idea. Um, I'm I'm on site for preseason. It's not that I actually live in LA. <laughs> it's it's that I'm going out to cover preseason. You are that's that's brilliant, man. I love it. Uh, I I mean it's uh in this business you got to take it take any
0: competitive <laughs> advantage you can get right yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> we will we will definitely we will definitely be playing that up. But no, that's actually going to be kind of cool. We are we are in fact sending both uh, Adam Adamarez and Brendan Vote out there as well uh, yeah. to cover to cover
2: of So it's almost like you know I mean it, it'll be it's practically stiff a palooza uh, in Los Angeles. It really is. I'm I'm kind of excited. They uh, they mentioned it to me this last weekend when we were all together, and um, yeah, excited to see those guys spend a little time and uh, you know see what the Nuggets can do against a couple of Lakers and Clippers games out there. That'll be fun. That's right. You get to
0: uh so Mike, you'll get to see LeBron James, his very first game <laughs> in a Lakers jersey.
2: Yeah. Um what uh, first, first preseason sellout, right? I mean, that's that's, that, awesome. that's right.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. That thing is gonna be absolutely packed. I wonder how
2: much tickets for that are going for. Probably like it's gonna be well over a hundred dollars, right? For a it, it has to be. I mean, I I know when I was trying to cover preseason two years ago, um The Nuggets actually couldn't even get me into Lakers preseason games, at least at the Staples Center. I had to go out to the one that was clear out, uh, east of LA in Ontario. And, and it sounds like this year we're at least going to be able to get in. But my gosh, uh, that's, that's Lakers. That's Lakers country. I'm, I'm wanting that for the Nuggets these days. You know, let's, let's get people that kind of excited in Denver. That's right. You know what? Before I before I came on the show, I was watching
0: uh, Nikola Jokic highlight videos, getting me hyped up. I was like, "All right, it's uh-huh. ready. It's it's like I said, it's time. It's here. Uh, it's time. Um, the season is the season is just upon us." One final note there on on the the Lakers. I am actually I'm, I'm very appreciative that they are not having a game in Ontario because, of course, you you abbreviate California,
2: CA. So uh-huh. when you see Ontario comma <laughs>
0: CA, you're thinking, "Wow."
2: It's playing in Canada, and that's 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 true. I hadn't really thought about that. I I, uh, I grew up out by uh, Ontario for a few years as a kid, and so it's always the first place I think of. And when somebody's talking about Canada, I'm usually pointing in the other direction, the wrong way. So yeah, that's I didn't think about that. See, they all all the more reason, Mike, to have you on
0: location out there because you are <laughs> you are our insider in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we are um, enough about the Lakers. I, uh, that, that We certainly we certainly won't give them any more airtime. They, get, they no. get plenty on their own. We no. are going to basically spend the show. We're going to do it a little different than we would normally do a format. We basically have one subject, which is Media Day. And I guess so you could say Media Day and the season preview for the Denver Nuggets. We've got a whole smorgasbord of topics. I do not have Word of the Day toilet paper, if you're asking. But we have... <laughs> plenty of stuff to go over i want to talk about if there's some camp battles i want to talk we got to talk about muscle watch right it's a pro it's a shame we couldn't get brendan vote on he could get an update on his uh
2: calf watch 2018 yeah. he's he's yeah. been on that one for us um, i i thought he was talking about baby cows the first time you said that now i'm now I'm, <laughs> now I'm really worried i mean he's he's checking out guys calves that's uh okay brendan that's
1: uh
2: you're here you're, you're in deep cover now buddy so <laughs> Mike Mike was much happier when it was just you know
0: an easy sell of Brendan there lying <laughs> in some grassy field with
2: his camera exactly artistic uh, photos of calves, calves. Like, what are you doing man <laughs>
0: oh his world came crashing down when he figured it, it did out. <laughs> it did oh, oh. bus watch also, yeah I was, was going to say read the oh, where we were just way off way off talking yeah, I love it always. I love it. Uh, we got I, you know one of the most interesting things about media day last year I think is the is point of questions were asked about whether or not it was playoffs or bust the Nuggets pretty much dodged that question last season I want to see if they'll dodge it, that I, I was gonna ask. that, I was gonna say I'm gonna ask that question, and then I was like, well, of course, that that's the question everybody's gonna ask. That'll be the 1st that that'll be like the first question. I hope so.
2: I hope right. it is, and and I hope they, I hope they don't dodge it. I, I mean, to to your point, I remember that because I remember you and I chatting about it um, post post uh, media day last year. And I was a little bit disappointed about that just to say, you know, we're going to we're going to see what it turns into. And we're you know, it was very much the right. um, we'll take the adventure as it comes. Right. At least from what you told me. And, and, you know, I I think this year it absolutely has to be playoffs or bust. You know, you, you get you get a game and a half out the season before you literally get a point away from the playoffs this last year. I, I think, you know, last season of Malone's contract, all the rest. This this is the bubble, man. It's this is the year you're you're in or you're out absolutely absolutely and there's a, i want to dive into Well, you mentioned malone on his
0: final uh final season as well that's uh, something else we want to talk about and then i mean let's we'll, we'll wrap up the show finally we'll, we'll actually make some predictions which i honestly i haven't even thought about i'm gonna to have to totally as we're going through the show figure out how many how many wins these nuggets are going to get but i have a, i have a kind of an idea you know i i you can always you can always let vegas be your guide at least um for, for a prediction though not, not not as recently with the nuggets but that is going to sure. basically take up the entire show so it is going to be a it's going to be a good one i think and we're going to have all kinds of exciting stuff and then of course um make sure you are following everybody on twitter mike's at visible mike i'm at zach mikosh uh adam Matez is at adam underscore Matez. Uh, Brendan vote bv 422 all of us will be out
2: there well michael you won't be at media day correct you'll already be back in los angeles that's right i'm i'm actually headed back uh, tomorrow on the on a road trip back home so gotcha gotcha yeah. so uh
0: but mike will obviously be out there in the los angeles for the start of for the start of preseason. make sure you're following all of us guys we are going to be doing all kinds of updates make sure you're checking out denverstiffs.com all of our social media platforms as well the at the denverstiffs on instagram and also on facebook Tons of stuff, man. It's gonna be an exciting season, Micah. You, you referenced you referenced that we had our, our big annual meeting last weekend. And I think I think we're we're probably gearing up for our, our biggest year yet. And not only are are the Nuggets gearing up, I think, for their biggest year yet, uh, at least in this era, this Michael Malone, Nicole Jokic era, but the Denver Sifs gearing up uh in there for their biggest year yet, I think, in the Adam Mata's era.
2: You definitely sensed the excitement. Um I mean not just not just with us about you know what we're going to be doing for for some new stuff this season and and stuff we're looking forward to covering and writing about but but to me um i I just everybody i talk to whether they're nuggets fans or not anybody that knows that i'm a nuggets fan um, has read enough this off season that um, people there's there's definitely a different vibe coming into this season right. this year. There's higher expectations and and I think it's going to be fun. Um, but I also you know we've we've all watched some pretty crappy seasons since each of us came into Stiffs. I came in just in time for the the Brian Shaw era, and that's and I think I'm the oldest uh, Stiffs member now. And and so pretty much the guys that make up Stiffs now are guys who have watched some really tough times for the nuggets it'll be really interesting to me if they have a tough uh start to the season or something like that just how many of the nuggets faithful are literally gonna just gonna lose it because this is supposed to be the year that everything finally comes together you know that is
0: i mean that is a great point the there there's expectations this year there there absolutely is and 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 with, with expectations will come criticism if you if you fail to meet them and Nuggets fans are fickle; they just are, especially, especially in Denver, especially when you're competing with the Broncos in the fall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they don't, if they don't, if they get off to a rough start, it could be, it could be a very, very interesting how that. Uh, I don't even say narrative, but just how the how the fans the fan reaction will be. I think is going to be. Well, yeah, it could be pretty tough. Yeah,
2: um, I agree. I, I don't expect it, but if it happens, uh, yeah, there's it's going to get interesting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's let's dive into Media Day. So, the very first thing
0: uh, we talk we we talk plenty about calves <laughs> already, but um,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess let's let's put it this way, Mike. Who are you looking for? What, who, who who's interview are going to be paying attention to? When in terms of because, of course, everybody's going to ask you. What were you working on this season? Everybody's going to be talking about who's in shape, who's who's looking the best, looking like they put in the most time in the gym in the off season. What player are you looking for to to give you some insight
2: on what they were working on in the off season? Well, you you were the one who sent me the uh, the Vlatko picks, so um, I I don't <laughs> think that anybody's going to be able to to show up like that. I I don't know what he was, uh, working out on and eating over the summer, but, but man, uh, we need everybody to go do that. Um, I, I know that, I know that Steve Hess is long gone, but I, I think, you know, Hessification, um, at least where I want to see it the most, where I think it's most needed. Um, I, you could definitely see in some of the stuff that we saw for, um, basketball without borders, Um, you know, Jokic is definitely trim as I've ever seen him. Um, and, and you gotta get, I mean, you know, Hess used to talk about it all the time. You got to get leaned out before you start to put that muscle on. And, uh, he's, he is now leaned out. I I'm looking forward to seeing how Jokic shows up, um, whether or not there will be any added, uh, muscle there. Uh, you know, the other guy I'd love to see kind of beef up a little bit. Um, uh Wancho uh, Hernan Gomez. Um yeah, his his funny. his brother's got a little a little more meat on the bone and um plays pretty pretty well with it and because of it um I'd love to see Wancho show up a little bit more uh looking like Willie this this season. It'd be really cool. Yeah, no absolutely wancho's uh
0: Wancho's a good pick because that's that's I think where he'll maybe have a chance is is to maybe push Trey Lyles, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But um, if he's going to do that, it's probably going to be at the power forward position, right? So that that means he's going to need to be able to be a little bit a little bit stronger. And even at small forward positions, just having that extra strength will really help him kind of overpower his guys because he'll obviously have the size if he's playing at the three. So having that added strength will just make him that much more effective, especially on defense, which is uh, obviously if, if you could play defense, give Coach Lone good defense on the wings off the bench, you're probably going to play. Torrey Craig. Uh, oh, okay. Torrey Craig proved that last season so yeah. no those are those are two good picks i think yeah definitely everybody's looking at They're gonna be paying attention to it's not even muscle watch it's just it's like you said lean watch you know we're gonna have to find uh we want to see how tr- kind of trim he is and then hopefully ready to build on that uh throughout the season the thing about Jokic though is that he's one of those guys that even if he's not in great shape you know you know he's still going to be extremely effective because none of his game is actually really uh really all that based on athleticism you really hope it's the conditioning right that, that yeah. he's got that he's going to be able to play because the nuggets should be relying on him this year to probably play around like you know 35 minutes a game the for him to do that um he's going to obviously have to be in excellent physical just physical condition and have great endurance so that's that's kind of what I'll be looking for there that's going to be hard to gauge obviously just there at media day another thing I I really want to ask all the guys there and the uh, plan to is you know, just just how long have they been in Denver? From what we've been able to see uh, through social media, whether Instagram or Twitter or whatever, I mean, all these guys have seemed to have been working out here in, in Denver for uh, for some time. So I'm I'm curious to find out uh, how much how long they've all been in there, and then you know, curious to just ask them how that's how they think that's made an impact uh, so far early, because I think this year it really seems like the team has a great chemistry as Agreed. well. And that, you yeah. know, there, there's very few players. I mean, obviously Isaiah Thomas is, is a kind of a big new addition, but other than that, there's, there's really not anybody who's going to be a guy that they're going to lean on a ton, at least in the, in the very get go who, who wasn't with the team last season, you know, who wasn't already a part of this group. So that will be, I think that's kind of not even muscle watch, but just, you know, I want to watch, I want to see, uh, Teen bonding watch. Yeah. is my... <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. I, th- I mean, it's um, Ugh, got a bug in my throat there, but <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's it's just going to be an interesting thing to see. I think with all those hear all those guys' different stories, but um... yeah. So yeah, I mean, one of the you know one of the things I'll definitely be watching out there as well is going to be you know what what kind of camp battles are there. I think for the most part, the the Nuggets rotation is. Is fairly filled out. And so you're maybe talking about that eighth and ninth spot, maybe 10th spot if the coach ends up going 10 deep in the rotation the, that are really up for grabs. Mike, 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 what do you think? I mean, how many spots those are there? Is it one spot in the rotation is up for grabs, zero spots, two spots?
2: You know, um, I, I I loved this question as I was going through everything you'd thrown out for today. Um, it and, and only because it hadn't really occurred to me just how sort of at least in my mind, set in stone, a lot of this is. I I don't really see, you know, barring anything really strange happening via either injury or somebody just coming out of the woodwork. I I think our starting five is pretty well set, to your point. Right. Um, And I I think there's pretty clear-cut backups, at least as far as I'm concerned, out of the gates at center. Um, Assuming that um, Isaiah Thomas is not able to start, I think you've got a clear-cut kind of only backup, you know, in in Monty Morris at, uh, at point guard. Um, I, I feel pretty clear-cut anyway, you know, both of the guard slots anyway, and I, I think to your to your question here, Zach, out of all of them, I think I'll be interested to see if, you know, um, as you mentioned a little bit ago, if Wancho doesn't press Trey Lyles, if one of those guys doesn't really um, push the other one really hard into something that, you know, I'm kind of excited about it because we've seen some pretty great sparks out of both of those guys. If they're both pushing right. each other, we may have some real uh some really interesting rotations coming in at the at the four. I I'm I'm excited about that. And I'm not sure which of those guys could take it. So to me that's one slot I see open. What about you?
0: Yeah, no, I know I agree. That's I think that's one of the ones you would look at. Probably that's like the eighth spot in that rotation. And you figure Trey Lyles has the has the upper hand. He was the guy who had that spot last season and, and did well in it. But Wancho is a guy who the Nuggets. You know, this is his third year. This is when you start getting into into team options and yep. okay, well, are are we going to keep him next season or are we gonna are we gonna let him go? And in if he you figure if he can't push Lyles this season, I mean, this is his third year now. Yeah. At that point, you start to really you know you if you look at how many guys basically couldn't crack a rotation in their first three seasons. The the I, the vast majority of them are out of the league within you know the next three or four years. So that's that's kind of where where you got to watch out for 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 a guy like Wancho, and, and he's definitely someone who's gonna who's gonna need to push for for a camp spot. I think Trey Lyles though, I think he's got a pretty good hold on that spot. The other place I think you look at is Tory Craig. Uh, Obviously, he would you would assume would be in that kind of ninth spot in the rotation, providing that wing as that wing defender off the bench. That's going to be up to a a lot of guys though to to seize that opportunity if they want it. We talked about Wancho maybe being a guy who could be more of a wing defender, and if he could do that, then maybe you know Torrey Craig doesn't play as much. Malik Beasley in the same uh, is in the same boat. He's a guy who basically is the same size as Torrey Craig. Uh, is very athletic. Could if he, but also like Wancho in his third season, and it's kind of a, a very much a proven season for him as well. So the, that's I think the other spot that you see, you see get pushed. That I, I, the interesting thing that, that I was thinking about, Mike, while you were uh, while you were bringing up kind of the the set spots that are set. Let me throw this hypothetical at you. Say, let's say Isaiah Thomas is not ready to go to start the season. Oh, we're Monty going down Morris... the
2: same road. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I love where you're going. Go go.
0: Oh, yeah, so, so Monty Morris ends up playing really well, right? Yeah. Um, how does that How does that work in the rotation? Do you would you would you bench him? Would you just not play Isaiah Thomas? Would you somehow have to figure out how to play both of them, and then maybe Torrey Craig doesn't play minutes.
2: I mean, I think you've got to at least give him some time. I actually, so so I was headed a slightly different route with this, and that's a great question, Zach, because I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it in those terms. But yeah, I mean, Morris looked so good at Summer League, and I know I know that's a very different level of competition. But I right. I really think, I think I mean, he's he's an NBA ready point guard, and, and um, he really spent a lot of time in our system last year. I think I think he's going to really show up. Um, and so that's a great question. I mean, if he really comes in and makes a lot of noise and, and they're doing well without IT even having come in, boy, that's that's going to get a little awkward just from an odd man out because this is his, you know, uh, prove it or lose it type of season for, for IT. And so I think, I think because they seem to have a good relationship and a lot of respect, it would seem to me like if they went that far down that road, maybe they'd find a way to get him to someplace he could play. Um, before before trade deadline or something like that, but that's really interesting I was I was actually looking at it from a different angle thinking I could I could actually see a weird shakeup in the starters um, Only from the perspective of let's say Isaiah Thomas can't play and let's say that those second five guys can't score Basically, right? And, and I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but if they can't, and, and we did see some of that last year where, you know, the, the bench play really suffered when Barton went, moved up to the starters, right? right? I could see them giving at least a little bit of thought with that much firepower on the starting five of shaking it up enough that you actually roll Craig in for barton which is not going to thrill will basically you know um but but you you, you no roll Craig in intended. for yeah but now you've got more defense on that starting five um you've probably still got plenty Absolutely. of firepower and now you've got somebody who can at least shake things up on on the bench and um you know I, I wouldn't want to see it go that way but i could definitely see that shaking out as well if it can't play early and that then those second five can't score
0: yeah, that's um, that's uh, absolutely a great point as well. I can see that, uh, that as well. The Nuggets going that direction. It would be interesting to me. Um, also another guy to think about is if um, you know, if if Michael Porter Jr. is healthy, where does he fit in yeah. to this rotation? Because if he's healthy,
2: yeah,
0: whenever that whenever that point happens in the season, I mean, you kind of have to play him, right? I mean, he's he's got that much talent. If he's if he's got a clean bill of health, there, they, you got to figure he's going to force his way onto the court.
2: You would think, I mean, I, I certainly, you know, one of the things I love about Malone is he's, he's definitely a, you've got to earn your spot sort of a guy, but yep. if, if it turns out, yeah, that Porter Jr. Is healthy and can play the way we're all hearing and, and have seen at least a little bit of, you got to think um, yet again, that's, you know, I see a few beads of sweat on, on Will's forehead because that's, uh, then things get really interesting as to who gets that starting five because, I, I think that's that's the future if if things work the way they can.
0: Right, that's the ideal scenario, right? Is, yeah. is that Michael Porter Jr. becomes that that starting small forward, and then I mean, Will Barton would still be your sixth man, but Will, it would make it, <laughs> it would if, if if that option is available to you and you can be successful with it, obviously that's the way you want to go because that's the long-term, long term, long long term.
2: Yeah, when, I, I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear just thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely, right. no
0: joke. Man, there's a I've I've already written on it. And it's, um, you know, there's so much I think that can be writing on Michael Porter Jr. and his health, uh, and where it could take the Denver Nuggets. What about the other guys? Though, I mean, we kind of talked about Isaiah Thomas, but I guess to to touch back on him, how how concerned are you if he's out for an extended extended time? Do you think Monty Morris? Uh, will be able to fill the roles as as the backup point guard over you know twenty, thirty, forty games if it ends up being something like that, or uh, would do you think the Nuggets would maybe have to do kind of what they've done every season, which is at some point they end up trading, you know, trying to get some sort of veteran, another veteran point guard in there, uh, to just just hold the ship while while basically Jokic is off the court.
2: So it's a great question. Um, let me let me start this by calling myself out and saying that I was one of the first people I heard last year saying that we should uh, kick kick any veteran point guards to the curb and run with Moutier. Um And and you, <laughs> and you see how well that worked out. So so take whatever I say from here with a giant grain of salt. Um, but um, I no, I actually again from what I saw with Morris, I, I think he's. I think he's good i think he's ready um i i don't think he's isaiah thomas but i you know that in in ways that might actually work better for us depending on what it is we need out of that position Um, it's, it's an interesting question, Zach, with, with, um, with Thomas, with Porter Jr. Um, you know, even with Vanderbilt, um, I, and especially with those second two guys, um, I'm in no big hurry. I'm pretty excited about the team that we can put on the floor without any of those three guys playing. Now, obviously it is only with us for a year, right? So you kind of hope you get to see him at some point. Um, but but I, I still think um, with any of them, the, the last thing I do is rush any of the three of them. Um, Thomas will be rushing himself just because of what he needs to happen this season. And the other two had better be able to do back handsprings before they ever see the court. And I, I, I want to see, see them fully healthy before they get out there because, because we're not going for a championship this year and we don't need them yet. Let's, let's bring them out when they're fully ready to go.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- those two guys you're not really relying on at all. They they're outside of the rotation uh, in terms of where you were at last year. They're both because they're both rookies, yeah. you know. And rookies, even even talented rookies. And you know, we talk about how talented Michael Porter Jr. is. And and the thing is, is that if, if healthy, his talent level, you know, was, was had people considering him to be a top five pick. Top five picks do tend to play, but usually it's because they play for crappy teams who are exactly. You know, have nobody else to play yeah
2: they need the the exposure they need they need somebody showing up and and looking good you're absolutely right exactly right the nuggets don't right yeah
0: and
2: and and what we talked about too i mean those those
0: other teams they 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 don't have the expectations right the nuggets have expectations uh if they don't if they don't make them then there there could be serious changes that happen happen to the team they're not going to look to a rookie uh, to, to to lead them, you know. So it, I'm with you 100. percent Michael Porter Jr., Jared Vander Jared Vanderbilt, especially. I mean, he's he's definitely, I'm um, arguably the last guy. He probably is the last guy um, in on in the 15 man roster. Those two guys, you wait until like you said, they they do backhand springs. But yeah. <laughs> um, I T is the is the kind of the interesting one. I'm with you. On on Monty Morris, you know he's not Emmanuel Mudiay. They're very different types yeah. of players. But- Mudiay was the guy. The, the thing that made it so hard with with Moutier was that he really struggled with ball security, and that's something that's one of Monty Morris's strengths, one of his best strengths. So there, I think that he he's going to be okay. It's just a matter of I think we we really touched on it that how effect how much effectiveness on the bench do you lose without that score like it. Um, who would step up in that position? Do you then suddenly feel like you're in a situation where maybe you are trying to get Michael Porter Jr. back on the court because you just need some scoring off your bench? It could, it could make the dynamics of the team uh, a little bit different. So, I, he would be, I guess, the one I would say I'm the most concerned about. Um, but and especially because he was the one who we've got the most recent update that hey, he'll they'll probably not be ready for camp. Right. Um,
2: yeah, that was a surprise.
0: Right, right, exactly. I, and everybody kind of figured he he would have been, but um, I think overall, like you said, you, the Nuggets are probably fine. So there's not there's not too much concern there. Well,
2: um, and and the other thing that surprised me about Morris and and I'd, I actually I would really value your thoughts here because um, you know I I watched Summer League um, typically after the fact. Um, uh, I'd, I'd catch the games pretty late, um, a day or two after. And, and obviously understanding, as I'd said earlier, a very different level of competition. But it really seemed to me like um, it wasn't just that Morris was, you know, doing his usual uh, low turnover, you know, high assist percentage. I mean, he was he was putting up some points and, and right. scoring pretty handily. And and I know that it's going to be a very different group of guys he's playing against and, and probably will have to pick up that speed again. But. You know, he played for us last season in a few spot roles and, and did not embarrass himself. I, I'm i not sure he's not going to be able to come out and, you know, provide some points off the bench for us as well.
0: Right. You know, he's a guy he kind of reminds me of is, uh, is Andre Miller. He doesn't quite have the the yeah. old man post game that yeah. Andre Miller had. Yeah. But, you know, he's they're very similar. I mean, not a guy who's going to necessarily be a great uh, floor stretcher, but he's got that good – that mid range game and a way to just create enough space with his dribble to be able to get that you know that that you know, fifteen footer off yeah. and it, and, it, and it and he and he knocks it down you yeah. know with 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 regularity so yeah that's um and he's I, a threat
2: he's a threat you can't i mean you can't sink off of him even if he's not hitting right away um the way you could Moutier. and that was what always made made it the hardest for me with Moutier was you know, if, if he missed his first three shots, you, you pretty much didn't have to guard him the rest of the night. And and that right. really it made it really difficult for the offense to keep the, the the opposing defense spread, you know. And so, yeah, I I think Morris is going to bring something very different.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he'll get... He's going to have that opportunity right out of the gate. Yeah. So, yep. it'll, it'll be fun to see what he if it makes the most of it. All right, I tell you what, let's go ahead let's hit a break. Um, Man, we still got to get a lot to get to. So, <laughs> Uh, when we come back. Uh, I want I want to talk about Coach Malone because we've touched on that in my how it's his last or his not his last, but he is in the final year of his contract, right. uh, at least the current one that he's on. Uh, we, and I want to talk about also you know uh, some of the starters maybe if we we, we talked a little bit about Will Barton, uh, if there's anybody else we think might could get pushed out of that lineup, and then uh, like I said, we'll we'll finish up the season with a prediction for season win. So keep it right here, and we will be right back. Back into the Pickaxe Funded Show. Zach Mikosh, Mike Olson, we spent the first half of the show talking about all kinds of different things regarding Media Day. We're going to keep it going. And you know, one of the biggest, uh, I think, one of the biggest storylines heading into the season is is going to be coach Michael Malone and and the fact that he is on the final year of his contract and that he did not get an extension in the offseason the nuggets have essentially uh, by their actions have shown that they're they're willing to let him play this contract out and kind of really really have a I mean you talk about a prove it year there's nobody who's has a more bigger prove it year than than coach because uh, he's going to have to prove he's he's worth the second contract here in the deal it'll be I I don't – the beginning of the season, I think it's going to be possibly the biggest storyline to watch simply because I think it could go – it could swing so drastically depending on the way the Nuggets get off. Uh, to open the year, if they, if they come out really hot, like, you know, you say the nuggets in the first 20 games or something like, let's say there's something like 14 and six or something like that. You know, I would not be surprised to see him get an extension that quickly. You know, if they just say, if they've got it rolling through that first quarter of the year and it looks like, okay, yeah, this is, this is gonna, we're going to make the playoffs because I think that is essentially the requirement for coach to get an extension you know, it, it looks like they're going to make the playoffs because they're off to a great start. I think they might say, you know what, let's not even have this hang over our heads for the, for the year. Let's get this done right now. And let's make sure that everybody is is knows that we're all on board and we're going to keep this thing rolling. At the same side, if they get off, let's say they get off to a, you know, 6-14 start. <laughs> the, <laughs> the opposite.
2: Yeah, upside down. Yeah. <sighs>
0: I mean, that seat's going to get really, really hot really, really fast because, again, then you're looking like, man, it really doesn't look like we are going to make the playoffs. And suddenly, again, I think that's the requirement. Um, Mike, Mike, let me ask you this, I guess, on it. Uh, One, I guess I I would say, would you agree that's kind of how quickly it could swing? And then two – I mean, what are the implications? You know that we talk about a lame duck coach and how that can be a, a a terrible thing, and I think that's more of a football term than necessarily a basketball thing. But I mean, are, are you concerned that that the Nuggets have decided to let coach play play out his deal?
2: I'm not or really coach out his deal. Yeah, I'm not really, and I I think I think lame duck is perfect for it, Zach. Um, I I think. I think to your point, um, if it gets too far into the season, it can certainly be a real albatross for the team because it just becomes a distraction. Um, and so, um, you know, I hadn't really thought about it in terms of those first 20 games the way you're talking about. I suppose if it's that hot out of the gates, that's at least a possibility. Um, my thinking, just because it does really, it seems it seems like the front office really tries to stay out of those types of, uh, not just storylines, but conflicts, right? They really do try to keep things pretty uh, calm and smooth around the team to the best of their ability. They've, they've worked hard on, you know, personality types and things like that, where I would say that you've probably got the best marker for this to happen one way or the other. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if it doesn't happen before the all-star break. Basically, if, you know, if, if we're looking pretty solid and we're moving in the right direction that way, um, I, I could definitely see them, um, making that decision and pulling the trigger just to make the extension and basically give them some, some downhill momentum into the second half of the season and really, you know, have something to be chasing after knowing they've got some security that way. Um, to your, to your six and 14 proposition, um, I, I cringed a little bit and I, I totally don't expect that to happen, <laughs> but, but you're right. It could. And, and if it does, I think, I think to me and, and maybe this is crazy talk, but to me, the, the big tell there is going to be why, right? I mean, if, right. if, th- if three of the starters got injured before we ever started the season, then crap, who knows? You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't right. hang that on coach if we're six and 14, because, um, we've, we're, we're basically trying to run the offense through Millsap again. Um, because coach has just decided that he he wants to put, you know, Joker somewhere else, then, uh, I, I hope it doesn't take 20 games for us to make that call basically. And, and, and I'm, I say that with a ton of bias. I'm a huge, malone fan i I think the world of the guy i i I had an interview with him a couple years ago that was just one of my favorite things i've ever done for stiffs and so i i really i i will admit my bias there but i i will say you know if, if he starts tampering with what works well and he's gonna have to tweak a little bit with the with the bodies coming in but if he starts really messing with what we know is the 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 way it should work oof, uh i i would be worried about his odds of sticking around basically
0: yeah absolutely no I, I, and i am that's why i said i mean if you got and and you're right a 6 and 14 start it would seem like if if it wasn't injury related then yeah i mean obviously you would have to because something has gone terribly wrong you know that that we would have started that that poorly because the Nuggets actually have a pretty decent schedule it's not like they've got a a gauntlet of a schedule to start, they once again have a gauntlet of a schedule to end. They actually need to start off <laughs> yeah. really quite well to to make up for the, the tough end. So, you know, if they were, man, if they were 6 or 14 or something like that, or even, you know, I, I I don't know where that cutoff gets whether it's you know it's funny you, you talk it as eight and twelve you probably maybe then you don't I don't know you know it's it's it could be that 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 kind of thin of a margin but uh, if they start getting into that thing where they're looking like man they're they're way behind five hundred then obviously something would have gone terribly wrong and so then yeah you'd have to do something I would think. Uh, to to try and shake shake things up and and maybe wake the team up and and you can't fire all the players. So agreed, that would be the only cause. But I'm I'm also with you. I I I expect coach to get um to get an extension. I expect cause I expect the team to make the playoffs. I I've I've been a, I've been I'm one of the times I feel like I'm the people on Malone Island, especially a lot of times last season there was um you know there was a lot of people a lot especially from the fans uh that really really thought the Nuggets should make that change and I. I I've I've just always consistently stood by his track record that the the Nuggets have always been a better team every single season yep. uh, he's been the coach. Yeah, so, I agree. And and why you could say well yeah that's because they had Nikola they found Nikola Jokic and he got better every single season. Well, that you can't you can't just say that's all the player and none of the coach. I mean they're 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 intertwined.
2: I I mean, I think, I think coach has definitely shown signs every time of learning, even, even when you see him run an experiment where, you know, even, even those of us who really like him and are pretty loyal his way, he'll, he'll run an experiment where I, I will admit I was a little confused by him, you know, taking the ball out of Joker's hands early last season. But, but right. I, I will say he, he learns the guy figures it out and he learns. And, and I, I don't, I, I said all of that tongue in cheek because I really don't see that experiment happening this year or anything of its sort. I think I think he's pretty well figured out that even if he's a defensive guy and he wants more defensive ball, you know, when when you've got a hot rod like that 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 can run that way, uh, that that's your bread and butter. You go with it, and and he's been adaptable enough to to be willing to make those changes. I know a lot of coaches who wouldn't. So I hope I hope we see him for quite a while.
0: <clears throat> Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> yeah,
2: <of
0: course>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I mean, we we kind of talked about how how it's basically going to be like play, um, playoffs or playoffs or bust. Uh, Mike, we also talked about how how the Nuggets dodged that question uh, in last season. I think I think basically what they said was that they're they're looking for improvement is 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 all that they want. They just wanted it to get better, uh, which is kind of a it's a pretty lame answer, to be honest with you, but um
2: But what do you think? Do you let's, think they I dodge mean, it again to the They can't. And and here's and here's why, at least from my perspective. Um it if if their goal this next season is still improvement over the playoffs, right? Um we we literally were were a point and, and a second and a shot away from making the playoffs last season. They're right. the the one way to improve Last season to this season is making it over that line. So whether you're willing to say the word or not, and and hopefully they will, I, I I've got a feeling they'll probably be a little more vocal about it this year. But um, yeah, that that is improvement. And and if you don't make the playoffs, you didn't improve. And so you know, if if they try to trot that line out again, that, that would at least be my response. Is what what is improvement if it's not the playoffs?
0: Right, right, yeah, absolutely. That is. That is a great. That is a great way. I uh, I think to point that question at him. Maybe we'll we'll see. We'll see if we can needle him a little <laughs> bit on that. But no, I I think it's you know I mean obviously like we were talking about with coach in the final year of his contract. I mean maybe maybe you keep that message indoor or, or, or behind doors and and then to the media you just continue to give kind of that. Um, like I said, it was uh, it was just kind of a cheesy answer last year, and it's a, it's a, it makes sense. It's you know you're not. Don't feed that narrative and don't paint yourself into a corner, um, because there, there's really there's no really really reason to do it. I mean, that that is one of the reasons why. If I wonder, they might might, might kind of dodge it again, just because. I mean, what what do they have to gain if they say yes? You know, this year the expectation is we make the playoffs, and if we don't, uh, we're going to be very disappointed. Uh, one that should be the expectation every year. So I don't know if even that would be a real answer. Um, but two, they don't. They don't even have to say that. They can continue to just say, "Well, uh, you know, we're going. We, you know, we're just going to try and get. We're going to continue to get better as a team, and and we think that'll that, that should take us where we want to go." Uh, they, I don't. I, they just probably <laughs> the fan reaction after one week is probably the same. So it doesn't. You know, I, I don't know that it necessarily matters. It's just. I hope, though, I'm with you. I hope that they come out and say, you know what, this is, yes, we the, we expect to make the playoffs this season. If we don't make the playoffs, you know, we're going to have to be, we'll be very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> the way the season wait Yes. Yeah
2: now again circumstances can change right i mean things can right. change as to how the things are playing out but otherwise yeah i i I hope that's their i hope that's their take as well zach we'll we'll see where they go um they've they've been cagey about it before it'll be interesting right they've been they've been do playing the media game no more <laughs>
0: we want honest answers we want transparency
2: denver stiffs hard-hitting
0: <laughs> news <laughs> That'd be nice. Um so we, we, we kinda of touched on this. You you kinda of touched on it there uh a little bit with about with, with kind of coach and how him figuring it out. But I think also when it came to the Jokic and Milsap pairing in the beginning of the season and even even at the end of the season, when they, they had struggles that was also somewhat just between the two players and, and primarily Jokic just being a little too um a little too shape. passive and yep. and, and, and Deferring to to Millsap a little too much because, you know, because Millsap has uh, obviously a, a very successful career in, in, in Jokic uh, being, being the type of personality he is. He respects that and wants to uh, make sure that Millsap uh, knows that he respects that. But Millsap at the same time knows that, hey, we're, we're only going to go as far as Jokic does. Mike, do you think those guys have got it figured out now? Do you expect them to maybe get off to another kind of clunky start? I think is the the word we do. Clunky was kind of the word we always used to describe it. Yeah. Um, do you think that's going to happen again, or do you think these guys hit the the ground with their feet feet running?
2: I you know I, I think they I think at least by season start Zach they hit the ground running and and I think um, there's a couple of reasons there. I there was twice last season you know just before Millsap's injury and then you know about I'd say about six, seven games after he came back where they really started developing that, that pattern, that rhythm again, and and it really started working well. And, and that second time really was based a lot on something that, um, you know, Zach Lowe reported on, on ESPN, um, an article this week, um, where he was actually talking about Jamal Murray. But one of the things he brought up on the side was that, um, you know, there was, there was a, a, Slightly reported, I think. I think I saw it more from us than just about anybody. Uh, point of the fact that there was a point nearing the end of the season where I think everybody realized that they weren't on the trajectory they wanted to be. Um, it wasn't just that Joker said, "I'm going to take over." It was that you know Millsap made a point of pulling him aside and saying, "Hey, you know we we have to go, and we're going to go through you, basically." And and I think that was the moment that this all kind of figured itself out and became okay. I I'd, I'd be really shocked if that uh that sort of hierarchy that they figured out together doesn't just transition right into this season. Right. And and if there's any oddities that way, you know, for me they've got they've got a month of preseason and camp to sort of work that stuff out. I I would be shocked if if they are out of rhythm when the season starts, frankly.
0: Right, yeah, I, I I tend to agree because uh, you know they they started to really get it figured out um, right before Millsap got hurt, and then when he came back, you know I don't know if that it wasn't necessarily just clunky a little bit because Millsap was still hurt. I mean he was uh, clearly not at one hundred percent. Never was, never
2: never got to one hundred percent by the end of the season. I I uh, yeah, that was that was a that was a hack, crappy foul. <laughs> I'm 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 still upset about that one. <laughs> that was just crazy i um yeah yeah he 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 uh he gutted it out but he never did come back to a hundred percent last season
0: right so now you finally got him in that position where he's healthy they've been playing together they'll have all all of another another off season together and in in training camp and everything like that you know the, the 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 I would be with you maybe there's some kinks maybe because you're trying some new things in in the preseason you know and and that's the time to experiment so maybe that looks a little bit clunky then but I would expect by the, by the time this thing gets really rolling, and we're into the regular season. That those guys, uh, that those guys are 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 clicking, and if they are, man, I think that I, it's one of the things I think it's most overlooked uh, about the Nuggets going into the season is if you've got if you've got a healthy Paul Millsap who who is in in tune now with what the Nuggets are doing and playing that kind of style of offense. Remember, the Nuggets play play a totally different kind of style of offense than what he was used to um, in Atlanta. And, and even though it's kind of funny because, even though Atlanta had a, a very uh, synonymous player to Jokic and in, in Al Horford, but, but yeah. Millsap himself, you know, he, he mentioned that when he came over here, how it was, how different it was playing in this offense. But um, he, you know, now that those guys are all together, I think, man, you're talking about a guy who is an all-star and a guy who looks like who should be potentially an all-star uh, this season.
2: I, I really a, think we're going to get our first look at what we expected out of Paul Millsap this year. I, I think we saw flashes of it last year, but especially because by the time he got injured, we were just figuring it out. You could see that he and he and the other guys were really starting to get kind of excited and geeked out about where it was going. Um, and then when he came back, like you said, he never came back hundred percent. I think, I think this year we actually see what it could be. And I, I think we see it hopefully you know, straight out of the gates. I I'm, I'm excited when the, the uh, off season chat I got to have with uh, Scott Hastings. I mean, when he, when he said he fully expects to see that starting five put up somewhere in the neighborhood of typically 80 to 90 points a game, just those five guys. I, right. Oh my God. I'm, um, I am stoked. That is, that's going to get fun quick.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a potent group and with and if they're all, if they're all healthy and they're all going, I mean, it's, that's a, that's a. I mean, it's obviously not the best starting lineup in in, in the NBA or even in the Western <laughs> Conference or um, maybe even in their own division. But it's certainly it is certainly one of the one of going to be one of the toughest, um, one of the toughest around. Yeah. Uh, Mike, if you were going to pick one starter, I mean, is is it is it definitely Will Barton? Is he kind of like the only starter you see who potentially um, could be pushed out by someone else? You know, say like a Michael Porter Jr. Uh, play plays great, or maybe maybe they put Barton back just on the bench just to help out, give the bench more scoring punch. Is there anybody else you think that that could potentially get pushed out of a, a starting spot?
2: I mean, I it would have to be something rather drastic or unimaginable to me, at least. Anyways, Zach, as I go through those other four guys, I I don't. Right. I mean, I, I you you just built your team around Jokic, right? I, I that that's pretty much a, a given. Um, you, the kind of money that you're paying to Millsap and the kind of game he can play compared to the guys who are backing him up. I, right. I, I have a hard time picturing that. Um, I, I, uh, between, you know, I, I do think Monty's going to be great, but I certainly don't see him pushing Jamal in the slightest and, and they made it really clear to it and the, you know the conversation before he actually even got to talk to the front office, just he and Malone, Malone said, you, you're here to back this guy up. And, right. and so I, that, that one goes away for me rather quickly. And, and it may just be my own personal, you know, uh, Gary Harris, man, man, love crush, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't, No way. I mean, he's every year he's coming back better. And, and I just, any of the guys we can talk about there, I I do like Craig's game. Um, I, I do think that, you know, we could definitely see a lot more from Malik Beasley, uh, you know, kind of popping up in his third season and really starting to show something, but I I can't imagine any of those guys, uh, pushing Harris. So I, you know. I think Barton's the only candidate, and not so much because I don't think he belongs amongst the starters. I absolutely think he does, and I think he's an upgrade. For me, it's only if they need to pull some sort of a punch to the bench. You know, he's he's your chaos factor. He's that guy that's going to do some damage in, in that role. And so it's I, – I, I, that's the only one I see. I don't know. What about you? I just rambled on for way too long. So, no, 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 see? no.
0: You're fine. Yeah. Uh, I – um. I, I tend to agree the only, I, I, you know, Paul Millsap, I guess, is a guy who maybe if, if, if somebody like a Trey Lyles or a Wancho Hunter going just really lights the world on fire uh, coming out of the gate because, you know, just because Paul, you know, he's, he's longer in the tooth than those other guys and, and probably is not a long-term you talk about the long-term core. He's probably not part of it just because he's doesn't have that much long term left in the NBA. Um, but I would I would be hard to bench a guy who you're paying thirty million dollars a year, you know. So yeah. maybe it's maybe it's not even that he's a starter, but maybe you start to see you know his suddenly his minutes are dropping around to, to around like twenty five a game, and you're seeing a guy like a Trey Lyles uh, coming up to a close to twenty five minutes a game as well. And so there, it's almost yeah, Paul's starting, but uh, you know this other guy's actually getting more minutes off the bench, sort of sort of scenario. That yeah. that's probably the only type of kind of thing i could see but i i I tend to agree and i even think that you know with the only i mean i'm with you the the nuggets the only way the nuggets would change something is if they just got to a point where they're like our bench is just so awful that we have to we have to put barton back on there because because isaiah thomas is still not healthy and michael porter jr is still not healthy and you know these guys aren't shooting as well as we thought they were and, and so on and so forth then then you you might Uh, you might make that move but i i i think that they're pretty much set on that starting five as long as they're um as long as they're healthy
2: Yep, Uh, i feel the same
0: okay well we're we're just two more two more quick ones and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up um i like let me see this if you if you could pick one denver nugget to have a breakout season this year who would it be
2: you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna split the baby here a little bit, Zach, and and just because of something you mentioned, um, I I think that uh, I think that both Wancho and Malik have way too much talent to not crack an NBA roster I think they're both coming into what is typically a guy's breakout season so from from my perspective just mathematically those would be the two guys that I'd probably put put my money down on the table on of one of the two of them having the type of season where you go oh wow I'm surprised they haven't played more of this guy before um right. you know but but beyond that um I I do think that uh I've got a funny feeling that there's going to be a lot more conversation about Jamal Murray yep. by All Star break this season than there has been. I I know people like him. I know he gets mentions, um, but I I have a feeling he's going to be talked about in a very different way by halfway through this season.
0: Yeah, no, I that's that's I think a uh, uh, a good pick and a, a guy that you maybe think is going to for a most improved player uh, award potentially or a uh, a guy who like you said, yeah, could maybe he doesn't become an All Star this year, but is actually getting some some conversation about whether or not he deserves it. You know, I can see him being, you know, people writing about how Jamal Murray is a sneaky all-star candidate but won't make it just because there's so many good, big-name guards in the West. But, um, you know, that's that's a guy I think everybody's kind of looking towards as a saying, yeah, this is the guy we really want to see make the leap. He seems to have still a, a decent gap between where he's at right now and what his ceiling could be. So if you can see him kind of make that move from being, you know, a a solid starter to being a a borderline all star, that that suddenly now that you're talking about, uh, just again, just the team that is going to be that much more potent because they have that player. Um, you know, uh, some other guys I'll be watching that that would do. I I I do think it's it's going to be interesting to see what Trey Lyles does this season because he's in a contract year. Um, he's also. Yeah, that's I mean good. he's yeah. he's he's got and he's shown a lot, so he could be potentially a very, um, a very good piece for for the Nuggets long term. Still, he's still very young. When you think about, it. I think he's only like what twenty two, twenty three. That's um, right, so twenty
2: three. Yeah,
0: he's definitely a guy I think I'll be watching. And then and then you know what? Uh, I, I'm curious to see what Tory Craig does. Can he continue the kind of the Cinderella story mm-hmm. and and. Now take that next step and be instead of that that guy who is you know a spot spot rotation guy to a everyday rotation guy and a guy who really is making a big impact um, on the team. So those will be two guys who I would uh, not necessarily expect, but I'll be I'll be watching to see if they have a breakout season.
3: That's good. all right,
0: Mike. We're gonna sorry, but you're gonna
2: no, that was it. It's a good broad list. Time. I like it. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's see. we we got to get in the very last one because we've been teasing it from the from the get go. So I'm going to put you on the spot to close out the show. What is your prediction for wins this year for the Denver Nuggets?
2: Uh, I was hoping to make you go first on this one. Okay, um, <laughs> you know I, um, I I have actually um, I, I do tend to come into these things a little bit the eternal optimist. So uh, with with that grain of salt and still. Happy that I, I narrowly caught the last two years' uh, predictions. I believe um, I'm going to go a little long. I think they're I think they're going to put up at least fifty this year. I, I'm, oh, all right. I'm, I'm going like fifty and thirty-two. I, I think they're going to have a hell of a year.
0: Fifteen thirty-two. That wouldn't be bad. It's been it's been obviously since what two thousand thirteen since the Nuggets eclipsed fifty wins. It was like a thing. It's just a thing they did every season back when uh, back when George Carl had had Carmelo in his prime. But um, yeah. nowadays it's uh, it's been it's been quite some time. That's that's I think they're going to get close. I don't I don't necessarily think they're going to get quite there. I have them at forty-eight wins. That is the number that came to me over the course of the show that I felt like was the you uh,
2: know. <laughs> And, if, does, uh, and does and does forty eight get them in, Zach? Does does, does forty eight get them into at least the eighth seed? Do you think?
0: I think it does. I think I think the eighth seed is probably right around where it was last season, right around forty six, forty seven. Yeah, I think it'll be somewhere around like that six, six to seven seed potentially. I think a lot of people have them picked as like a five seed or a four seed. i um, It'll that be too. tough to get there. I think.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I have high expectations, but you're right. I mean the it I I feel like we say this every year, but I mean, my God, the West is just oh uh, I mean you Well know. now we
0: have LeBron as well, yeah, so you know Exactly.
2: Yeah, I I mean you, you figure the Lakers are gonna take one of those eight spots because while I don't expect I finally expect LeBron to not be in a championship for once this year, um I certainly um will be shocked if he doesn't at least propel them into the playoffs. So yeah, right. it's it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be interesting.
0: It is. Yeah. It's. It'll be fun though. It's going to be fun. It's fun. Going to be fun, as fun. Well, so <laughs> and it is. And it starts. It starts on Monday. So we are excited. All right, everybody. We are. We are fresh out of time. Like I said, make sure you're following everybody on Twitter. I'm I'm at Zach Mikosh. Mike is at Visible Mike. Make sure you're also following Adam Mara is at Adam underscore and Brendan Vote. BVOGT422. All of us will be at Media Day with the exception of Mike. He's going to be the head back to LA, but he will be out there at preseason. So make sure you're following all of us to get updates in real time. Also, of course, follow Denver Stiffs at Denver Stiffs. Make sure you're following Nothing But Net Radio at, at NBN Radio. And we're also over on Instagram at The Denver Stiffs and on Facebook. Tons of cool content going to be on all those platforms this year, you guys. It's really exciting. Uh, You want to make sure you're following all of it. Want to make sure you're um, getting all the Nuggets content that you need. And you can get it all from Denver Stiffs. Also, if you are listening to the podcast version of this, we would appreciate if you left a rating and subscribed. We'd also tell you to download the dash radio app on your phone you can listen while you're driving in your car or on your way to work all kinds of different shows team specific just like this one nba general shows and then cool music in between so make sure you are listening to that also be paying attention though on the podcast versions for uh, some cool stuff as well ahead for the pickaxe pundits we've got some some big stuff planned for this upcoming year that i think you guys are going to really like so uh all right mr mike it is always a pleasure to have you on sir
2: and with you, my friend, have a great time at Media Day this year. Some great stuff in the questions today, Zach. Really loved it.
0: All right. Well, hey, I, I have to bring my A game when I've got Michael. So, oh, very uh, kind. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week.
1: It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs. It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Justice jobs.